0: The Chronicles of Vladimir Todd, The Ninth Grade Slayer, Chapter 8. Secrets Exposed. Vlad knocked softly on Nellie's door. Nellie, I'm leaving soon. Her response was slow, heavy with sleep. Okay, I'll be right down. He listened at her door for another moment until he heard her get out of bed. Sometimes, when she just worked a late shift, she felt bad about making sure she was up before he left the house. But after what happened to his parents, The superstitious part of him insisted that he couldn't leave anyone sleeping while he went off to school. Downstairs, he dropped his backpack on the kitchen table beside his sunblock. Stretching in the early morning light, he retrieved a bag of blood from the fridge and glanced at the phone. There it was, mocking him, pointing out the fact that it was ridiculous the way he was brave enough to face a killer vampire last year, but too chicken to call Meredith and say he was sorry for not kissing her when she clearly wanted him to. Well... Maybe she hadn't, but Vlad couldn't think of any other reason for her to lean toward him with her eyes closed and lips puckered like that. He chewed his bottom lip thoughtfully for a moment before reaching for the phone. Before he could overthink his actions, he picked it up and dialed. Ring! Vlad's heart skipped a beat, then knocked hard on his insides, as if trying to wake him up from whatever bout of insanity had taken him in his grasp. Ring! His heart settled some. Maybe she wasn't home. Maybe he'd just have to try back later. Maybe... Hello? His heart punched him in the chest once as if to say it had told him so. Hi, this is Vlad. Her tone sounded more curious than angry. Sometimes, something he couldn't be more grateful for. Yeah, I just wanted to call and he wrinkled his forehead. He, ha- Why had he wanted to call? Other than hearing her voice, what else was there? He had to have a reason and ask you, ask me what? Vlad swallowed the lump in his throat and spoke before the little voice at the back of his head could tell him not to. I wanted to ask you if you had a date for the snowball yet. Meredith was quiet for a moment. Vlad, are you asking me out? Vlad cleared his throat twice. Then he mumbled something unintelligible. Then he coughed. It's just that... Well, I already have a date to the snowball, she paused and then lowered her voice to a near whisper. You know, when you didn't call after Freedom Fest Dance, I wasn't sure you were still interested in going out with me, so I asked someone else. Vlad panicked. I was just asking for a a friend. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that he forced a laugh. Me? Go to a semi-formal dance? That's just nuts. I have way too much stuff to do. Anyway, I guess I'll see you around. Yeah, see ya. She'd barely finished her sentence before Vlad placed the phone back in its cradle. His heart deflated, along with any hope that he would ever get a second chance with the girl of his dreams. The center of his chest ached, and for a moment, Vlad wondered if his heart had actually broken into a thousand pieces. But when he placed his hand against his chest, he could still feel its beats. They were slower, as if his heart had been through a lot in the last few minutes, but it was still working. Vlad bit into the bag and sucked until it was empty, then tossed it into the biohazard container beneath the sink. He grabbed his backpack and headed for the front door. It was weird that Henry had been walking to school without him due to some early morning student council meetings, weirder still that Vlad had someone other than Henry to hang out with. Vlad noticed somebody moving on the front porch. He could see them through the window. He smiled and opened the front door. Stepping out into the morning sun, if it wasn't for Joss, Vlad's mornings over the past couple of weeks would have been rather lonely. Hey, Joss. Hey, Vlad, you ready? Vlad sighed and adjusted the strap of his backpack, as ever. They wound their way between the houses until they came to Bathory High. Vlad looked up at the school and groaned. Why can't it be Friday? Because it's Tuesday, Joss chuckled. Stephanie Braun skipped over and smiled. She wasn't smiling at Vlad, of course, but she was smiling. Hey, Joss, you want a copy of the school paper? Her tone was so sickly sweet that Vlad nearly vomited. He'd never realized how much he really despised Stephanie until he heard her speak. Joss smiled back. Sure. Vlad mumbled, to catch your letter, Joss. He wandered up the steps before Stephanie could speak again. The weatherman had predicted snow, so Vlad wasn't sure what so many kids were doing outside, and he really wasn't sure why they were each paying a bizarre amount of attention to the school newspaper. Nobody ever read that rag well, apart from the jocks and the cheerleaders, who took great joy in the fact that at least one of them was featured on every page. He made his way to the top step and paused. Looking back over his shoulder, several people were huddled together. He could hear them talking about something, but not about what. With a shiver, Vlad hurried into the school and headed for his locker. The students inside were also paying annoyingly close attention to the paper. By the time Vlad saw Henry, his nerves had tangled into a large bunch in the middle of his stomach, but he wasn't sure why. He gestured to the crowd of paper-reading students, What's up? Henry's face was pale. His eyes were bigger than Vlad had ever seen them. He shook his head, held a copy of the paper up for Vlad's perusal, and said, Apparently, you are. On the front page was a blurry black-and-white photo of someone floating in midair right in front of the school's belfry. Vlad's heart stopped. Then it picked up the pace at three times its normal rate. He shook his head. Who took this? Henry pointed to the accompanying article. It looks like you have a shadow. Vlad relaxed his arm until his backpack dropped to the floor. He leaned with his back against the locker and read the title. A Monster in Bathory by Eddie Poe, freshman correspondent. Vlad swore under his breath, but his eyes scanned the rest of the article. He realized that Eddie was more of a problem than he thought. Eddie rambled about monsters, inhuman beasts with purple eyes that were invading the small town of Bathory. Apparently, Eddie hadn't forgotten about Vlad's eyes flashing on Halloween night. True to Henry's theory, Eddie had been following him. He'd gotten close enough to Vlad to spy him leaving the belfry one night, and Vlad hadn't even noticed the camera flash. So much for extra sensory powers. What good was being half vampire if Vlad couldn't tell when a clumsy geek with a camera was following him around? He finished the article and cursed around, cursed aloud. His fangs pushed their way forcefully out of his gums, and he clamped his mouth shut to hide them. That was the last thing he needed. He scanned the photo again. It was grainy, gray, and dark. In fact, if Vlad didn't know that he was actually capable of floating, he might not have believed the photo was of him at all. It might have been a branch, a very pale, good-looking branch. Vlad folded the paper with a grunt. I think Eddie and I need to have a little talk. Henry nodded. I thought so. He's in the library. Vlad raised an eyebrow before turning to open his locker. Hiding out? You'd think he'd be strutting some over ruining my life, or maybe swapping stories with Bill and Tom. They all seem to be on the same side now. Your life isn't ru- ruined. Nobody believes him. It's a joke, I mean. If it hadn't been anybody else on the paper staff, they might think twice. But Eddie? Henry forced a laugh. The guy scared of his own shadow. He probably still sleeps with a nightlight. Vlad dropped his backpack inside the locker and muttered, What if somebody does believe him, Henry? All it takes is one or two um, on my cover and and my cover is blown. Nellie would freak. Otis would be furious, not to mention what the population of Bathory might think of having me around gorging on the blood of innocents. Hey, as far as you know, that blood came from some psycho killer. Nellie has no control over who donates your dinner. Vlad shook his head. His heart hadn't let up since he saw the newspaper. That's not the point, Henry. What if... Vlad. Henry locked eyes with him. Everything's going to be fine. Trust me on this, okay? Suddenly, Vlad felt a lot better. No matter what happened, at least Henry had his back. He nodded and his muscles relaxed some. When he pulled his hand away from his locker, the metal was dented in. He and Henry stared at it in confusion for a minute, and then Henry cleared his throat and asked, you still want to talk to Eddie? Absolutely. Vlad shut his locker, still wondering how he managed to bend the door and turned to make his way to the library. A loud, deep voice boomed over the PA system. Edgar Poe, report to the principal's office immediately. Edgar Poe, right now, young man. Vlad and Henry exchanged glances before pushing their way quickly through the crowd to the principal's office. From the hall, they heard Principal Hardwick chewing out Eddie. Most of what they heard were loud, low sounds of yelling, but every once in a while, a word would come through loud and clear. Irresponsible, never in all my days. You're lucky I don't childish antics call your parents hey as far as you know that blood came from some psycho ridiculous notions wasting my time two weeks detention apology young man after a moment of silence the office door opened, and Eddie made his way slowly into the hall his eyes downcast the anger that built up in Vlad's chest subsided some not at all but some it was replaced by pity Eddie's cheeks were blushing, bright bright red. He looked humiliated, defeated even. He clutched the camera that was hanging from his neck with both hands and let the office door close on its own. Vlad's, Vlad's fangs shrank back. There wasn't anything he could do or say to Eddie that hadn't already been done or said. Sure, he was still mad about the possibility of being exposed, but he was madder at himself than at Eddie. He was the one who hadn't been careful. Eddie had just been looking for a way to be special, to be noticed in any way that could be deemed good. Realizing he was being watched, Eddie looked up. The moment he caught Vlad in his sights, the embarrassment in his features disappeared, replaced by determination. And that's when Vlad realized that it didn't matter if he told Eddie he had been acting crazy or that nobody at Bathory High believed his article to be any more valid than those in the weekly world news or that Vlad had been nice to Eddie ever since they first met in kindergarten. Eddie was determined to explore the depths of Vlad's secret and expose him for the inhuman creature he was. Vlad didn't need to read his mind to see that. It was all there in Eddie's determined glare. Eddie nodded once and then shuffled down the hall. Vlad watched him and then turned to Henry. I have a problem, Henry. Henry sighed, watching Eddie too. Yeah, and his name is Eddie Poe.